In America. Live from America, we're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harold. You are locked and loaded on Live from America with Jeremy Harrell. I love you all, and I thank you for this opportunity to talk to you. I love hearing your stories. America is far from dead. America is alive. America is here. Even the Democrats are waking up to the dead-end destructive policies of Joe Biden. The deepest level of worship is praising God through the pain. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a stand-up, God-fearing, God-loving thing to do. What a great thing. I love you guys. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. Welcome to Live from America, everybody. God bless you, and thank you for joining in. In the last two years, that at any time in American history, and by a massive margin. We've never seen anything like it. Our country is under invasion. Days ago, 16,000 illegal aliens were encountered crossing the border in a single 48-hour period. A colossal migrant caravan recently poured across the Rio Grande and into the streets of El Paso, Texas, and the people and the police didn't know what to do about it. It is truly a massive invasion. Any form of amnesty now would be a catastrophe. It rewards Joe Biden's lawlessness, and it rewards the criminal cartels, and it rewards everyone who has broken the laws of our nation because they've never done anything to our country like they're doing right now. Our country is being poisoned. Remember, our border is not open because of insufficient resources or legal authorities. Our border is open because Joe Biden has ordered it to be open and because Biden has broken the law and torn it into shreds. He has shredded our system and he's destroying our country. Biden inherited a flawless deportation system that was working like never before. In our history, we never did so well on the border as we were doing just a short time ago under the Trump administration. Giving Biden more resources will simply translate to even more releases, because that's really what they have in mind. This has nothing to do with asylum. Everyone knows this is a pretext, and this is a fraud. Anyone who pretends otherwise plays into the hands of Biden and the criminal cartels. This is about Biden's lawless and criminal misconduct. The most important reform needed right now is a total ban on Biden using taxpayer dollars to free illegal aliens and criminal penalties for administrative noncompliance, which happens every single minute of every single day. Amen. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Donald Trump laying it out. Merry Christmas. Thank you so very much for being here. God bless each and every one of you. Uh, We've had a long day here today, uh, keeping up with the whole Carrie Lake, uh, Katie Hobbs trial. We're going to bring you through that today. I really wanted to show you that message from Donald J. Trump. He's laying it out there like never never before, uh, telling actually, just like he did before. Just like he did before. And he's got to lay out what's going on. You have to have a candidate that is not afraid to say, This is happening. Just like we've been saying, this is happening at the southern border forever. And now the mainstream media wants to report on it. And why now? Because their golden boy, Gavin Newsom, and their little eighth grade moron up there running uh, the city of New York, they said, oh, we're being overrun. We're being overrun and we can't deal with it. Looks like Trump was right again. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for being here. You're locked and loaded right here on LFA TV, live from America. I am your ever so humbled, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. Thank you so much for being here. I am broadcasting from the Granite State of New Hampshire, and it is a blessing from God that I get to do this job for you every single day. 
He says, vegetarian says, why doesn't he do something about it? Is that a serious question? Is that a serious question? All right, moving on. Um, we're going to be going into a lot of detail today about what's been going on, uh, the Cary Lake trial. Uh, I will just give you a kind of a quick 5,000-foot overview right now of what I seen and heard all day long, and that's this. Uh, Carrie Lake's team, although colorful as her attorney is, uh, they're doing a great job. Not only are they doing a great job, they're doing a phenomenal job. And every single three, four minutes, you hear from Katie Hobbs' team, objection, 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 objection. We can't have that. We can't have this. We can't have that. And I will say the judge has been fair. And when I say fair, I think the judge has been extremely fair to both sides, to both sides. And we'll break down a lot more of that when we, as we get into it. Um, I want to thank a lot of people for stuff that we've received in the mail. So we're going to go ahead and do that right now. Um, hopefully you guys got your coffees ready. Hopefully you guys got your, uh, attention ready. We're going to be going back and forth to the trial in Arizona. Um, actually we're there right now. So we're going to go back there here just in a few seconds. We're going to get through the, uh, the, 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 the thank yous. We're going to say our prayers and then we'll get right into the first and foremost section and we'll jump right back over to the trial for a little bit and then we'll bounce back and we'll show you and bring you through what we've seen already today. Arthur, uh, Nateller, thank you so very much. Jennifer Jasperson, God bless you. And thank you. Cliff, um, Trutlin, thank you very much for the New Hampshire State Quarter and the uh, Christmas card. Uh, thank you very, very much. Corey Woodard, God bless you and thank you. A fan from Arkansas sent an, a Christmas card and a letter. That's all we got. Helen Pearson, God bless you and thank you. Margaret and Mosley, thank you so very much. Merry Christmas to you. Janice Smiley, Merry Christmas. Thank you for the Trans-Siberian Orchestra uh, DVD. I can't wait to watch that with the kids. And then Robin, Robin Garrett. Uh, I'm going to actually get a hold of you, Robin, uh, after my uh, wife and I were talking about uh, the services that you offer today for people and, you know, exactly the hard times that you and your family have been going on with, with the business and with, uh, with this Biden economy. It really is truly uh, incredible what, what we as Americans are having to deal with. But it is the fight, right? It is the fight. Uh, dang, dude, you just admitted they weigh the ballots instead of counting. What a moron. I'm reading some of the comments on the, uh, the, the broadcast of the Maricopa County uh, lawsuit. And, of course, it's courtesy of KPNX, and we're, we're, we're going to be showing RSBN's footage that they're pulling from KPNX. You can just go right to KPNX and get it for yourself if you guys needed to, okay? So I want to get right to the Lord today, ladies and gentlemen. Waste no time. Make sure you continue to pray for Carrie Lake and her attorneys as they go through this. It's a rough one, but they are laying it out, ladies and gentlemen. They're laying it out, and not only they're laying, are they laying it out, they are uh, <laughs> they're laying, they're, they're showing everything. They're showing exactly not only the ineffectiveness of Maricopa County and Stephen Richard, the recorder, but they're also showing fraud. They're showing just straight fraud, ladies and gentlemen, straight fraud. No other way that it could be anything but straight fraud. Fraud. We're going to go to that in a second, but right now we need to focus on something far more important, and that is our Lord and Savior, December 21st, 2022. Ask me to help you think my thoughts and see things from my perspective. As you wait in my presence, I not only unscramble your thinking, I also straighten your path, removing obstacles, giving insights that save time, and so on. When you spend precious time with me, I compensate you generously smoothing out the circumstances of your day. For all you people that worry uh, so much and have anxiety, this is what we're talking about. Time to let it all go, folks. Time to let it all go. Psalm 139, 1 and 2. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. And from Psalm 33, 20 and 22, we wait in the hope for the Lord. He is our help. He is our shield. In him, our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love rest upon us, O Lord, as we put our hope in you. And before you turn out the light, recall how I smoothed the way for you today and thank me for it. Thanksgiving is one of the best ways to worship God, ladies and gentlemen. 
One of the best ways. Now, I want to go in prayer. I want to say the Lord's Prayer. But I also, uh, before we say the Lord's Prayer, I want to uh, say a prayer for what's happening in Arizona, folks. Because with our prayers, this stuff is all coming to light. And that's what we needed, okay? So here we go. Lord and Heavenly Father, today we come to you as an LFA family, as a congregation, as children of the Lord. Lord, we ask and pray favor over truth and justice in Arizona. Lord, we just want truth to be in front of the, of the American people. We want justice for those who bend that truth, who break that truth, and who are corrupt and who are evil and who lie and cheat and steal in the dead of night. Lord, we ask for you uh, to, to cover Carrie Lake and her team, Abe Hamaday and their team, and all of Arizonans as they fight for justice, for truth, and for transparency. Pray this in Jesus' name. We thank you. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. That is the best thing that we can do. Everybody wants to know what the best thing we can do? Boom, that's it right there. That is the best thing that we can do, all right? All right, we're going to go to the first and foremost section. We're going to go right to Arizona, so lift up your cups. First slurp of the day is always the good one. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going right to Maricopa County, Arizona. Let's go there now. Well, run back aloud, or maybe it just happened. I don't remember exactly what you said, but employees brought in ballots from home. Employees Do you remember brought talking in about ballots that? from home. Okay. And Denise Marie was concerned about that, correct? Denise was concerned that this, that this was uh, basically announced as though it was a perk of working at Runback and that they were permitted to do it. Uh, she thought it was, uh, you know, in her conversation with me, she thought it was, you know, questionable practice, but, um, but that, you know, people did it. She saw people do it. Did she tell you how many people or how many ballots she estimated might have might have been subject to this? Yeah. So she said she personally saw at least fifty uh, that were brought in by employees and added at that point. Okay. Thank you. Um, now. Continuing on, uh, just to give you guys context really quick, what's going on here is this uh, woman is uh, she actually is from Philadelphia or from Pennsylvania. And because of all the election fraud there, she learned how to be like an election investigator and she knows all of her stuff, uh, just like the cybersecurity guy that was before her. And she's sitting here telling you that people for Runbeck, the third party people that transfer ballots outside of chain of custody, which is against the law, were taking ballots home before they were taking them to a secure site from county to a secure site uh for i mean from precincts to the county uh which is a secure secure site and they were taking them home ladies and gentlemen and this guy that is um cross-examining her right now he is for katie hobbs and he's doing a better job than some defenses do why because the truth is amazing going back to the courtroom here we go but to clarify i mean she was asked to go get a count and report it back so that they could call maricopa and say hey this is how many ballots we we scanned and subsequently the number that the county was reporting increased by the same difference you know okay. he was reporting 275 she counted the actual number of inbound scans reported 298 and subsequently the the number that that maricopa was reporting as the total ballots in the election increased by 25,000. let's let's talk about that for a minute um Big shout in out your to RSPN. Just based on your knowledge and in, in working with elections, um, is it typical for elections departments to do reconciliation of ballots, make sure that they have the numbers right? Um, the reconciliation uh, should happen at multiple different places. For example, you reconcile the number of voters who check into a vote center to the number of ballots cast in a vote center. Those types of reconciliation are incredibly important. Okay, and. Um, Well, let's move on from that. Yeah, I, I want to talk about what happens you don't at Runbeck. Wanna... <laughs> um, do you know what happens to the ballots actually at Runbeck? 
what the elections department and runback employees do with the ballots there? And the inbound machine, by the way, is only operated by runback employees. Uh, so they load them on and they go through and they cut them off at about a 10. And the inbound machine, by the way, is only operated by runback employees. Uh, so they load them on and they go through and they cut them off at about a 10, 11,000 batch size. Um, at that point, they they stop, they create the paperwork for that particular you know batch of signature verification files, right? So they're they're scanning the the signature on the envelope. They're creating a file uh, for that that is then um, transmitted to Maricopa County so that they can start that signature verification process. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. So they go to Maricopa County to start the signature verification process. Is it your understanding that before a ballot, an early ballot is tabulated, the elections department has to examine the signature and determine whether the signature matches a signature in the voter registration file? I'm sorry, can you repeat that question? Yeah. Is it your understanding that before an early ballot is tabulated, the elections department looks at the signature on the mm -hmm. affidavit envelope and must determine whether it matches a signature in the voter registration file for that voter before it's going to go to tabulation. Yes. Okay. So if employees at Runbeck put ballots into the stream at Runbeck, now let's say hypothetically that did happen. Oh, it did. It did, sir. Is it your understanding that those ballots would then go to McTech to be signature verified? Well, to be clear, the ballots don't go for signature verification. The ballot images do. And yes, <laughs> when they go through the inbound scan, they would be. But I don't believe that's the point. The point is, is that it's Arizona law says it's they're un invalid ballots if they're not returned to an authorized location. Boom. So that's an opportunity um, to insert ballots. And if Maricopa County was aware of the precise number of ballots, then if they inserted two, they would know they inserted two. Yep. So if Arizona, I'm going to object to this line of questioning. This court would not let us come before it that's, with evidence of signature verification. That's Carrie's lawyer. To. And now he's going right down that road, Your Honor. And if he keeps going down this road, I'm going to ask for a couple days next week to come to this court and talk about signatures. So you mean about the process? The process is part of it, Your Honor. And he's talking exclusively about process. Guy with the long hair. Her direct examination, Your Honor, was limited Big to talking about chain of custody with respect to Dropbox to run back. And not beyond that point. And so, Your Honor, understand. if that door wants to open, I'm more than happy to drive a truck through it. <laughs> I respond, Your Honor? Or do you want to rule? Go ahead. All right. Um, my response would be um, the, the, the road I'm driving down is a different road, I think, than Mr. Blem wants to drive his truck. Um, I'm, I'm talking <laughs> about what actually happens. Um, and I'm talking about it from the limited perspective of understanding what the effect of these votes that might have been in, may have been inserted at Runbeck would actually be. Um, I'm not really talking about the signature verification process itself. I'm simply talking about what happens to a ballot that is at Runbeck as it moves through the system. Your Honor, may please court, I'll stipulate that those 50 ballots they talked about got counted. But I'll also do so only on the understanding, Your Honor, that that is a concession by defendants that it is possible to inject illegal ballots into the system. Oh, got him. Look Your at Honor, may I respond oh, I see one the more judge's time? face. offered <laughs> stipulates out there. I understand, but I think this needs to be cleared up. Mr. Blem's making a legal argument that yeah. ballots that are yeah. harvested are illegal ballots and should not be counted. That's an illegal, that's a, a legal argument. Your Honor, So I, uh, I don't believe, I don't believe in my direct examination of this client, I ever even said the word harvested. Yep. Now, Boom. more than happy to talk about it. And as a matter of fact, 
I believe it was defense counsel who brought up 2,000 mules. I haven't said anything about it. I'm talking about chain of custody. Got the legal documents the county has. Your Honor, let me let me prove check. how many ballots they picked up from drop boxes and took to run back. Right. Let me change my statement. I yeah, understand it may have inadvertently um, irritated <laughs> Mr. Blem. I didn't mean to do that <laughs> with my choice of words, and I apologize. Well, it's not about irritating Mr. Blem. It's just about making sure we're getting it right as far as That's what right. each side allowed to go into. That's so right. Wanna, yeah. So let me amend. Let me amend my statement. Um, what so, ladies and gentlemen, I, I have to ask you here. Uh, I'm going to go back uh, live to this right now, but I want you to tell me if you want me to keep playing this live or if you want me to get into the show that I have prepared for you. I'm willing to do either or because I think this is just as important. Uh, so I'll go back to the show. I'll wait for you guys to chime in on Rumble. Do you want me to keep this going or do you want me to come back uh, to my show right now? Uh, but we'll pop this back up on the screen for now. Um, I believe I understand what you're asking about, but he's, he's correct that what you're discussing is the process for validation of signatures as it would relate to possible injection of ballots in the system without the chain of custody accounting for them. Have I got that right, Mr. Blum? Did I, you listen to what I said? I, I did, Your Honor, but I'm kind of hard of hearing. Well, I'm speaking soft, maybe. Do you want me to say it again? A combination of both, if you would, please, okay, Your Honor. sure. I, if I've understood your objection, uh, Mr. Blam, it's that uh, you've limited your direct examination to chain of custody and what uh, is being talked about here by Mr. LaRue. The questioning is to elicit testimony about the handling of ballots that might violate the chain of custody if they're into the system and why. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like uh, we got about a 50-50 there about uh, whether you guys want me to continue showing this or go to the show. I'm going to go back to doing LFA right now. We will go back and forth as I continue to monitor at the same time as monitor our chat uh, and, and monitor that chat to see if there's anything explosive going on. But I will tell you this, Kerry uh, Lake's lawyer, the big Lebowski guy there, he was all Columbo in the first por portion, and now he's like lawyering up straight up lawyering up and he's doing great and by the way this has been like this all day so we're going to go back into the show i want to go back to uh, i want to get right into the cybersecurity expert that we had uh, that, that was brought up earlier uh i want to get to him but before we do i want to go to stephen richer not only perjuring himself He's the he's the county recorder there. OK, not only what I believe is perjuring himself because uh, he was asked, do you have any direct involvement in this pack to stop Carrie Lake? He said, no, that is an absolute flat out lie. But he does admit in this questioning, which, by the way, he couldn't even be there in the courtroom. So he had he had to zoom in. He probably used covid as an excuse. But Stephen Richer here literally admits that chain of custody is totally meaningless and they can magically say how many ballots appear at a central tabulation or how many don't? They've lost some. We don't know where they are. Clearly, Stephen Richer, the county recorder who is responsible for drop boxes and mail-in ballots and bringing all these ballots in and recording them correctly, clearly uh, he is not interested in the rule of law in Arizona, which is chain of custody must be kept, period. Let's go to this video right here. Sorry, I see Joe standing up, but I don't know if that's lag. Yeah, he's sitting. That's Stephen Richer right I there. See him too. He's sitting. The redhead. Um, I, I believe we have. Okay. And so on election day, it would have been easy for you to figure out how many ballots he received. Yeah, well, we had to get them all in, and it was quite a process throughout the night, and I don't believe it was. You, you can look at the forms and have the numbers, correct? You could have a staff member do that? No, we added them up. We They're not counted at the individual voting locations. They are counted Which they're supposed when they get back to MGTEC, and then they are recounted at uh, Runbeck. Runbeck's uh, taking them home at night. So you reported then on, uh, I believe it was the 9th, that's the day after the election, that there were 270,000 early ballots received. Is that correct? That was my estimate at the time. Oh, you tweeted it, correct? 
if you say so. If you say so. I said I believe there were at least 275,000 early ballots dropped off on election day. All right. And was that the same number you reported to the Secretary of State's office on that day? I do not report to the Secretary of State's office. That's handled by the tabulation side. Okay. And that would be the Maricopa County Recorder? I am the Maricopa County Recorder. No, that would be the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. All right, so they count the ballots when they come in. No. I, all I want to know um, is, does anybody know when those ballots leave the polling split centers, the voting centers, how many are in the bins? It's that simple. When the ballots leave, the early ballots leave the voting centers, no. They are not counted at the voting center. So nobody knows how many are in the bins when they arrive at MC Tech, correct? Correct. Wow. But according to your testimony, they contain documents that tell you how many are in the bins? No, they contain chain of custody documents. And it's your testimony that you count them at MC Tech? Correct. So, ladies and gentlemen, he, uh, especially with Runbeck, Runbeck is the biggest problem here. Runbeck is the third-party company that Maricopa County, the only county in the country, by the way, who does this, Maricopa County third parties out the people who literally transfer the ballots from the polling places, from the voting booths, from the tabulation machine centers to Maricopa County. But in the process, they take them home. Hey, what are you guys doing tonight? I don't know. We're supposed to take these ballots to uh, Maricopa County to secure them. Well, screw that. We're going to the bar. It's karaoke night. Really? Yeah, we're going to be doing TikTok dances all night and acting stupid and ridiculous. Why don't you come with us? What about the ballots? That's all right. Bring them home. We'll just bring them home. We'll party for a little bit. And then we'll bring them there in the morning, bro. Come on. It's not that hard. All right. You twisted my arm. Let's go drinking. Oh, put those ballots in the car. We're taking them with us. We're going to show everybody at the bar these ballots. Runbeck, this third-party company, is the problem. And Runbeck is a third-party company. So Stephen Richer and the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, loser visors, we'll call them, the Maricopa County Board of Loser Visors, this is their fallback. This is their throw somebody under the bus. We didn't know. We didn't know. You can't prosecute us. No, but we can have another election. We can have another election, can't we? The Maricopa County Board of Loser Visors, ladies I'm a and gentlemen. Loser. You're a loser. I'm a loser. Oh, you're such a loser. And I'm not what I appear to be. <laughs> anyway. Their whole uh, carpet is being pulled out from under them. The carpet's being pulled out from under them. Uh, But all right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to go to the cybersecurity expert because this guy is a national hero. I mean, this guy, he was up there just laying it out there. He, uh, let me just give you, let me just give you a quick roundabout uh, uh, overview of what he said. There's only two reasons that these mistakes could have happened. And I've ruled out the one that is not fraud. So that it only means left that it is clear, clear, 100% to me as a cybersecurity expert, as somebody who's done this for a very, 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 very long time, he says that these ballots were intentionally tampered with, ladies and gentlemen, intentionally tampered with. We're going to... Uh, talk about him real quick and then i'm going to go show you a video uh posted about him just a quick one uh, maricopa county recorder stephen richer sought to dismiss a subpoena requiring his testimony at the trial well <laughs> as we just saw that was denied that was denied now uh this guy that got on there uh jared i think was his last name right uh no clay perrick Clay Parikh was his name. Uh, Clay Parikh, cybersecurity expert, who has previously worked with election systems, testified that the settings on either the printers or the laptops at the vote centers that sent the ballot print jobs to the printers had to have been intentionally changed to cause the printer errors that were experienced on election day. What is he talking about? He's talking about the 19-inch ballots, uh, images, that were uh, not fitting the 20-inch paper ballot. 
And there's no way that this could have been done unless it was intentionally tampered with. And then, and then they asked him, well, where would this have been intentionally tampered with, in your expert opinion? And he said, it would have had to have been intentionally tampered with to the laptop the or the EMS. Remember, we talked about the electronic management system that is now basically federalized our elections, 98% of our elections. That's what they were talking about today. He's saying somebody that has access to that with a laptop, with a uh, an encrypted passcode, whoever's got that, whoever's able to go in there and change the settings, they did it at that level. He's literally laying it out. There's no discrepancy here. And, and I got to be honest with you, the the defense, which would be carried late, uh, Katie Hobbs team, they did not, they did not, what they tried to do when they cross-examined him, they tried to do what every sleazy lawyer does. They tried to discredit him. You worked with Mike Lindell, right? The Mike, my pillow guy. You went to one of his symposiums. Yeah, I was invited. Well, who paid for that? The people who paid for me to come and give my expert testimony. Well, who would that have been? Probably Mike Lindell. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well, what about uh, this event here, this, this uh, court date here? Are you from Maricopa County? No, but you traveled to Maricopa County for this, right? Yes. And did somebody pay for your lodging? Yes. Is somebody paying you for your time? Yes. How much are they paying you for your time? $250 an hour. So you're being paid $250 an hour by whom? by a fund that's supposed to literally go for all the attorney fees and all the stuff that people are putting together to be able to, you know, have this kind of a court case. So you're saying that you have no bias here and that you are, uh, you say that you're attention to detail, right? Attention to detail. Yeah, I'm attention to detail. I do forensic auditing for a living. So would you say that, you know, knowing the difference between state and federal law is uh, something that you should, uh, you know, that you would like to have attention to detail on? That is the way they cross-examined him. They couldn't cross-examine him with any kind of real substance. They couldn't cross-examine him with any kind of facts or anything like that or any way to make him, uh, his testimony, not relevant. And the great thing about it was, if you watch this trial later on, if you have not seen it yet, the judge... Not only was the judge fair, but the judge was literally like, you guys got to remember here something too. A judge does not want to be overruled uh, in an appeal, okay? That's the last thing a judge wants. A judge does not want to go and overruling, have an overruling go on the record. So when a judge is sitting there and they're presiding over a case, what they want to do is they want to make the least mistakes uh, as possible, right? And you can tell where the judge is leaning here because he's literally helping our guys, He's like, whoa, 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 no, don't say another word. Don't say another word. If you don't understand the way he's asking it to you, make him ask it to you in another way. Make him rephrase it because the judge did not want these expert testimony witnesses to get up there and have their expert testimony squashed and squandered by a dirty lawyer trick to, dis- to demoralize them and, demand- and, 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 and and dismantle them as a character witness. You know what I mean? So it, the judge was so on point with all of this all day long. He was literally letting, he, he was very, very fair. But I would say, if you're asking me my honest um, non-biased opinion, Carrie Lake's lawyers are destroying Katie Hobbs' lawyers. And the judge is allowing things that I did not think the judge would allow. And, and Carrie Lake's lawyer, the, the big Lebowski there, he won uh, a few different arguments in court that I didn't think he was going to win. He even won an argument that the judge said, already made a ruling on. He said, I got to ask you again. I got to ask you again. And then the judge ended up going with him on it. He's done a great job. I mean, Kerry Lake hired him for a reason. Now I keep seeing people all over like, who's who hired this guy? He looks like a bum. Get a haircut loser. And it's like, are you watching what he's doing in court? Are you watching him kick some, you know what, and take some names? You know what I mean? Uh, Let's go to this uh, expert witness here who said that there's no other way that all of this happened without intentional fraud. Somebody somewhere screwed up intention, or not screwed up, but did this intentionally. This None of this was a mistake in his expert opinion. And really, I, I could not believe it. When the, when the judge said, cross-examine, they said, no, let's go to lunch. And then they came back after lunch, and they said, never mind, witness excuse. We don't have anything to say to him because there's nothing they could say. He would have buried them even further. He sat up there and buried them a 60-foot grave, not a 6-foot grave. You think they wanted to continue to ask him those questions? Uh, let's play this video here. You've this heard clip. previous testimony. Were you here for Mr. Jarrett's testimony? Yes, sir, I was. 
And did you hear Mr. Jarrett testify that in the November 2022 general election, a 20-inch ballot was used? Yes, sir, I did. Would a 19-inch ballot image projected on a 20-inch piece of paper used in the election in Maricopa for November 2022 have when it was placed into one of these vote center tabulators? It would cause it to be rejected. There you go. It would cause it to be rejected. And then they tried this whole song and dance kit and caboodle around, well, if it gets rejected, what happens then? And then what happens then? And then does it get counted? So the vote actually gets counted. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're trying to... He kept asking questions and the forensic, uh, forensic expert just kept going, I can't answer that question because the way you're asking that question, it's not possible. So I can't answer yes or no. And that's when the judge was saying, so don't. If you don't understand him, then make sure you ask him to ask you another way. Sooner or later, that lawyer will either give up or he'll move on to, or, or he'll ask in a way that you can actually answer that's not so crazy. But these lawyers are trained in deception. That's what lawyers do. I mean, anybody that's going to go out there and defend somebody they know murdered somebody is a scumbag. Most lawyers are that way. Not all lawyers, but most lawyers. So they were trying to trip him up by asking him questions that had no relevance. Trying to trip him up by asking him questions that weren't, weren't possible for him to answer. So he kept looking at the judge and he's like... I, and the judge would look at, and the judge would stop, and he would say, "Hey, if you don't un- if you don't understand the ways, make him rephrase it." And that's the judge. That's little things like that, and that face the judge made when we just had them had him on the screen. Little things like that lets you know where that judge, where his, where he's uh, leaning. Jenny, thirty seventh birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jenny. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Jenny. God bless you. Um, I hope you have a wonderful birthday, and I'm glad I was able to catch that for you. Look, we're going to go right back to Arizona, but before we do, I cannot, I would be remiss if I did not mention this awesome assault chainsaw, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we are calling it the mini assault chainsaw. You can have two of them on your hip like a cowboy, you know what I mean, and run around and cut up everybody's brush. These things are awesome. They're battery-powered. They're ergonomically correct. You can change them, change the shape of them to fit whatever you're doing. You can make them go 90-degree angle. You can make it a straight cut. You can have longer bars and have a longer chain on it if you want. These things are awesome. They're awesome to have around the house, especially for people who either don't have or don't want to go buy a massive Paul Bunyan chainsaw, then ladies and gentlemen, go to Tack Right LFA TV. 50% off plus free shipping and handling for the holidays. Get yourself a mini assault chainsaw and run around like a crazy patriot. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But seriously, check it out. TackRightLFATV.com. Uh, All right. We're going to go back to Maricopa County. All right. I want to go back to the, uh, to the courtroom so that we can get a good look on what's going on in there and see the big Lebowski do his thing. Let's bring it back, ladies and gentlemen. Supply chain management. Your Honor, I'm going to object. It seems to me that this is on the scope of the cross-examination. It is. Your Honor, he asked her specifically. Specifically. He asked her, is chain of custody complicated? Your Honor, I don't believe that was my question. Hold on. And and my argument is this, Your Honor. Wait. I'm not in the habit of debating objections or rulings on objections. And understood. I'm just going to make a legal argument. But which is an argument with the judge about the ruling on the objections. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to argue with the judge. I want to make a challenge to his objection. It may be a distinction without a difference, Mr. Platt. All right. Thank you, Your Honor. But if you're ever in a position where I make a ruling and you think that you need to make a offer of proof mm-hmm. to show that I may be mistaken, I will let you do that. See, fair but, judge. But not a back and forth. Fair judge. argument, okay? I'd, so I'd I've, like to make a quick offer of proof right now. Then go ahead and do that. Right. Uh, Heather, honey, do, do companies spend millions of dollars no. a year? Wait, <laughs> you're just continuing the questioning. <laughs> as far as an offer of proof, I want you to tell me <laughs> what you expect to prove and how that would make a difference with regard to my ruling. That's now, what an offer Watch how proof. good this I lawyer guess, is. Your Honor, I would expect to prove that, uh, that uh, you know, companies, big companies spend millions of dollars every year 
you know, to get 5,000 widgets to your local Ace Hardware store. And they do it successfully. I'm not arguing. And, and, and so. I'm not arguing the concept. I'm arguing that whether or not your offer of proof is going to show me that this is something that was touched on in cross. Understood, Your Honor. And I'll, I'll just move on to my last uh, my last point. Um, you you were part of the 2021 Arizona election audit, isn't that correct, Ms. Hunt? I was. And this is relevant to uh, Mr. LaRue's question to you about the postal service receipts. Do you recall that question? I do. And Mr. LaRue was telling you, well, those aren't really receipts, are they? Those are weights. Is that true? Uh, I, I believe Mr. LaRue asked if it was possible that they were weight counts. Okay. And are weight counts a valid tool to count paper documents? Is that? Scales are precise and you can determine the weight of a single sheet of paper. You can determine the weight of a single ballot and then weigh it. And so they're doing weight you know, counts within instead it's, of it's counting ballots, accurate, uh, they're weighing them that's how to they, count that's them. Weigh counting is. Thumb on the scales, folks. Did, Thumb on the scales. During the 2021 audit, did you and your crew weigh all of the ballots? Section runner relevance. I'm getting to my relevance. I give him some leeway. Oh, Go ahead. If you can answer, ma'am. Go ahead. Uh, we didn't weigh all of them. No, we weighed some uh, some boxes. Okay. Now the boxes that you did weigh was the weight count consistent with the other counts. Yes. How many counts did you do? Different counts. Uh, I I can't say. So. I mean, well, I think there was half maybe. The machine count, right? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't understand your question. Yes, there was a hand count, a way count, a machine count, and in some cases, an audit count. And then there was a count of uh, ballot images as well. Ballot images, because you photographed each ballot. Correct. So you could count those images. And were they all consistent with a way count? Yes. And so if the United States Postal Service or some other large company wants a bill their client for 50,000 pieces of mail. It's an effective way to do so by measuring the weight. Isn't that correct? If it's the same piece of mail type. They mailed. All right. I have no further questions. Okay. Can we excuse the witness? I excuse the witness. Thank you. No objection, Your Honor. Ma'am, you're excused. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, that lady is uh, is excused. That witness is excused. Um, she was actually a great witness. The uh, the whole time she was up there, she was an absolute great witness. Uh, to to count ballots by weight, ladies and gentlemen, very bad move. Number one, uh, uh, changing the uh, finger on the scale. You know what I mean? Changing the weight just as easy as changing a vote. Easier probably than changing a vote in a machine, right? Or how about this? How about, is the paper, is all the paper the exact paper that went out? Is it the exact paper that came back? Is it the paper that you sent in the mail to somebody for a ballot? Is it the same paper that come back? Are you inspecting each and every single piece of paper? Are you weighing them when they come back? Are you weighing them? Long story short, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I don't think that this judge, by law, just from what I've heard today, by law, it can can uh, can say yeah she she effectively won even if we ended it right now even if we ended it right now because we already have on record testimony that says chain of command it went out the window a long time ago in Arizona chain of command went out the window or not chain of command chain of custody chain of custody went out the window a long time ago and if you don't have chain of custody then you have no way of knowing anything. They're calling another witness right now, but before this next witness gets on the uh, on the uh, the bench, and we even I don't know if we're going to go to him or not. Um, let's let's just quickly go to him and see who it is before I move on. Okay, Good afternoon, Mr. Betancourt. Would you please state your full name for the record? Bradley David Betancourt. And what is your occupation? 
Well, I generally work with real estate and uh, I have my own company and work with my dad. Did you have occasion to uh, to be hired by Maricopa County for any elections? Yes, I decided to work as a T-Tech with them. They reached out. I had applied and they reached out after. And when uh, when did they reach out to you? All right, we're going to referring to the 2022 general election. We're going to we're going to we're going to we're going to move on. OK, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, nothing really, really crazy going on right now. All right. We're going to move on. Uh, Senate Democrats, folks, Senate Democrats are raising concerns about what prosecuting Donald J. Trump. Isn't that weird? Why would Senate Democrats raise that concern? Let's get into it, shall we? Democrat senators are not asking the Justice Department to charge President Donald Trump for his actions related to the January 6, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol, despite a recommendation from the Democrat-led House Committee investigating the incident. Now, you must ask yourself, why? Why, would, why wouldn't the Senate Democrats go right along with the House Democrats and ask for criminal charges from the DOJ. Quote, I think you should be careful about prosecuting former presidents. I think it's okay to have a high bar when it comes to bringing charges against former chief executives, said Chris Murphy, Democrat of Connecticut. If there's a clear and convincing evidence or proof, then the Justice Department should proceed. But they should be very careful about doing so. Now, why would Senate Democrats be saying that, folks? Why would Senate Democrats be saying that? Because they know that sooner or later, the shoe is going to be on the other foot and Barack Hussein Obama would go to prison for life. George Bush, if he was still alive, would go to prison for life. Hillary Clinton, even though she's not, <laughs> she's, she's not a former anything. She's not a former anything. She's a former senator because somebody died around her again. But she's not a former anything. That's why. They want to protect Barack Hussein Obama. And they'll even do it on, uh, on the, uh, they'll even say, you know what, we'll give Trump four more years as long as they don't take out, as long as they don't, as long as there's no opportunity there, no bar set to be able to take out our, our Lord and Savior, Barack Hussein Obama. Sen- uh, now, Tim Kaine, remember that loser? who ran for, uh, ran as former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's 26 uh, running mate, said that it's very realistic concern that prosecuting Trump could lead to backlash and create chaos in the Justice Department. Does that mean that there's still some good people there? Kane still stressed the importance of prosecution after the January 6th committee made four criminal referrals against Trump on Monday. Quote, when there's a bad behavior and there's no consequence, it tends to encourage more bad behavior. In addition to just looking at evidence, you have to weigh both sides. And even Richard Blumenthal from Connecticut uh, said that um, the the committee's recommendation doesn't dictate what the Justice Department can and will do. Totally different standard, he says, uh, for a referral and a prosecution. So remember, the uh, the DOJ is already investigating Donald Trump and January 6th. And they're doing the same thing that the uh, House Democrats are doing. And again, like I said this morning, the House Democrats didn't do anything else except for repackage under in, in new wrapping the crap that they've already been trying to sell and push it back out there. That's all. Now, President Trump did ask a very, very, very important question. He said, should we let someone who was elected by cheating and by fraud stay in office and continue to destroy our country. This is President Trump putting the statement out there after the Twitter files came out and showed clear and present collusion, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? Clear and present present collusion. Last night, Jesse Waters shared his thoughts about big tech and FBI collusion on Fox News, um, in which he was talking about Donald J. Trump's tweet. We're not going to go there, but Trump, we're not going to play it, but Trump did uh, replay it on True Social. Trump did replay it on True Social. Uh, If we've learned anything, it's that the government no longer 
is in it for the little guy. They're in it for themselves, and it's been in the works for years. President Trump responded to Jesse Waters' monologue about the deep state, agreeing that the FBI and Twitter did collude with Joe Biden. He said this, quote, the FBI and Twitter colluded to elect Joe Biden. Jesse Waters, in other words, the 2020 presidential election was rigged and stolen. It all began a long time ago. They spied on my campaign, proven right, and tried to rig the 2016 election, proven right. He said, but failed. Before I go on, ladies and gentlemen, when he just said they tried to rig the 2016 election and failed, that's what needs to happen again. Trump needs to catch him with their pants down again. He's got to have something up his sleeve so bold and so amazing that they fail again. Now, we don't even have a thousand rumbles at this point, ladies and gentlemen. That is weak. I want to see those rumble numbers go up in a big fashion right now. Where's the LFA family at? Where's the LFA family? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And then he goes on to say, remember, our government is doing this, not a person or a party. What should be done about such a terrible thing? Or should we let someone who is elected by cheating and fraud stay in office and continue to destroy the country? Folks, I think in the wake of what we're seeing in Arizona, I really do think that Brunson versus Alma uh, Adams is going to be heard in the Supreme Court. And I really do think that you're going to see things that you've never seen in this country before 2024. What those things are, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I can only speculate. But what I feel is that we are going to see things in this country before 2020 that we have never seen in our lifetimes. Let's just say that. Okay? Let's just say that. Somebody said, I rumble on my TV and a second time on my phone. Can't do that. Can only rumble one time per account. If you're rumbling twice, you're taking your rumble away. Just to let you know. All right? All right, moving on, ladies and gentlemen. House GOP actually locates emails and text messages showing that Nancy Pelosi's office directly involved in the failed January 6th uh, attempt to protect the Capitol. This is House GOP putting this stuff out, okay? House Republicans gathered a trove of text messages and email messages showing that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office was directly involved in the creation and the editing of the Capitol security plan that failed during the January 6, 2021 riot. Again, why do you think they're trying to shield Nancy Pelosi from this and point their finger at Donald J. Trump? Huh? Why do you think they're doing that? Because they, they, the, the, the incident happened. Who's at fault? They're trying to say it's Donald J. Trump. Well, the House Republicans have gathered all this information to say, no, it's Nancy Pelosi. We knew that again. We knew that. We knew that. Denied and denied and denied. The internal communications were made public today in a report compiled by House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy, loser, and representatives Rodney Davis, Jim Banks, Troy Nels, Jim Jordan, and Kelly Armstrong that encompasses the results of months of investigation that they did uh, of evidence that they had been ign- that had been ignored by the Democrat-led January 6th committee. Again, probably another reason why, ladies and gentlemen, Probably another reason why um, I've just lost my complete train of thought there. So I apologize about that. Oh, probably another reason why the Senate Republicans are, are Senate Democrats are not going along with uh, charges to the DOJ because they know that they knew this stuff was going to come out. They knew it was. And Nancy Pelosi is going to be the one that goes down. Too bad she's going to be dead before anything happens. I say if she does die before anything happens, put her daughter in prison. Oh, well, sorry. Sins of the father, right? Sins of the mother? Remove it right on down. Put her daughter in prison. The report concludes that the Capitol was left vulnerable on January 6th as a result of failures by Democrat leadership in the House and law enforcement leaders in the Capitol Police who allowed concerns about the optics of having armed officers and National Guardmen visible to the public to override the need for enhanced security. But you had no problem doing that afterwards when you lined up our Capitol building with razor wire and National Guard having their guns literally trained on American citizens, right? 
Leadership and law enforcement failures within the United States Capitol left the complex vulnerable on January 6th. The Democrat-led investigation in the House of Representatives, however, has disregarded those institutional failings and exposed the Capitol to the violence that day it concluded. That, ladies and gentlemen, is just the tip of the iceberg there, okay? That is just the tip of the iceberg there. Now, we don't have a lot of time left, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do another uh, quick sponsor for COVID tax relief, ladies and gentlemen. Then we're going to go back to uh, Maricopa County real quick, and then we'll end on a strong note. So again, COVID tax relief, this goes for if you or anybody you know own a business, you got to know people that own businesses. You got to know people that you're friends with that own uh, 501c3s or that work with 501c3s. You got to have a church. Tell your pastor about this. Let them call and let them get it figured out because there's a lot of money out there that's just sitting there waiting, sitting there waiting, already putting your grandkids in debt. And it's up to $26,000 per employee for every single W-2 employee that you had on your payroll during COVID. Or if you were meant to shut down, well then, guess what? You're still eligible for that uh, money. So go to covidtaxrelief.org and claim your money today for your business so you don't go out of business. Raphael says, oh my God, Jeremy, I got my armor of God sweatpants and there was a smarty and a dum-dum. That is adorable and thoughtful. Thank you so much. I love the sweatpants. Aren't the sweatpants awesome? I tell you, those sweatshirts and sweatpants uh, that we got with the armor of God, truly amazing. Truly amazing. Um, All right, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to kind of, I want to... Tell you something funny here. Mitt Romney says that if he runs for president against Donald J. Trump, that he will win. And Mitch McConnell is actually backing that. We're going to save that story for tomorrow because it's that laughable. It's literally that laughable. Let's go back to Maricopa County. Then I'll play you a quick video and then we'll bounce for the night and we'll call it a day. All right. Well, we don't have to go to Maricopa County because they're on a break right now and they said they'll be right back. So instead, let's go and play this video from Donald J. Trump, who was interviewed by Chanel Ryan from OAN. I just want to play what Donald J. Trump said about the Twitter files about Elon Musk, and about what he thinks is coming next. This is truly great. Truly, truly great. Here we go. He's releasing this stuff because he's showing what a corrupt country we're yeah. living in. He, Musk actually put out a poll, as you know, asking the public if he should step down, that he would abide by the poll results. And Mr. President, it looks like Elon is hunting for a new Twitter CEO. Any advice for well, Musk think- on this one? Yeah, I think he wanted to step down. I think that's yeah. a good way of stepping down, you know, just losing a poll and say, hey, right. I'm out of here. But what, what uh, advice would you give Mr. Musk here in looking for a new CEO? You need somebody that has a lot of different hats. That's not an easy thing to find in that world. You need technology. You need politics. You need sort of everything. And you have to have business sense, a good business sense. So it's uh, going to be interesting to see who that is, but I think he probably wanted to step down. It was it was great that he released, and from what I hear, the things that he's got are even more damning than what's already been seen in 7 and 5 and 6. That's what we hear, it's, too. It's even more damning. That's what we hear, too. It's supposed too. to be incredible. Well, I and know, it's a very important part of his legacy, I'll tell you that. It certainly is. Would you, would you characterize him as a hero in this regard? Yeah, i say he's a hero. Uh, I think that it's a big... It's a big part of his legacy. I think it's more important than other things he's done. Uh, and it's very important. He's showing our country is, was off the rails and still is. We'll see whether or not this helps fix it. But the Republicans have to get a lot. I think it's great that he's releasing this stuff because he's showing what a corrupt country we're living yeah. in. Amen. Amen. And, and that was a great interview by Chanel uh, with Donald J. Trump, I thought. And, uh, and, and Trump is right. He, uh, I believe this move by Musk is a heroic move. I believe it is because you're putting yourself in so much danger. You're putting your family. You're putting your finances. You're putting everything you built. You're putting your company, SpaceX, Tesla, all of it. You're putting it at risk by doing what he's doing. So how could he not be a hero? And Trump is right from what Mike Crispy hears, from what I hear, from what everybody around us is talking about is what Musk has is 10 times more damning than has already come out. And LFA TV's first documentary of the year will be going through and breaking down each one of these t- Twitter drops, who it affected and why. We're going to come at it from three angles. COVID, 
Hunter Biden's laptop and the elections and how Twitter and all of these other companies put their fingers on the scale and cheated. And now we have the proof. It's going to be truly amazing, ladies and gentlemen. All right, listen, that is going to do it for Live from America tonight. I'm so very grateful uh, to be able to do this with you guys. I really am. Uh, every one of these days, it, it gets better and better. Uh, we get more and more information out there. And, uh, you know, I think we're making more and more of a difference. Uh, LFA TV is, I think, your go-to place to get real, uh, honest news and then, of course, opinion on that news. But it's always like-minded. And I'm so glad that you guys have given the other hosts here such a, a wonderful welcoming to the LFA family. I know they're coming into their own, which is truly amazing. We have more people, folks. We have more people coming to LFA TV in January, in February. We're going to be covering rallies. We're going to be covering events. We got people all over the country, state, uh, literally ready for an LFA takeover. So this is something that you built. You built this, and I don't ever want you to ever, ever think that my wife, my children, Eli, all of the other LFA hosts, myself, everybody included, is not 100% appreciative to all of you. We love you. We thank you for your donations that keep us going. We thank you for buying stuff, for using our promo codes on MyPillow and all these other places. Every bit of income that we can get will help us do a complete takeover and literally be the talk of the town next year at this time. And guess what? We're going to prop everybody that was here from the beginning up with us, and we're really, really going to change the world. Make America godly again. Make America great again. There are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll ask that you please go to jeremyherald.com, become a one-time or a monthly donor, sign up for a Bible, or at least sign up for the newsletter and download the LFA TV app on your mobile device. Take us with, it, with you wherever you go and keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face. Keep spreading that gospel. Please go back and rumble all the other LFA TV shows so we can get up high on that rumble leaderboard. And I'll see you guys at 9 a.m. in the morning. Well, that would be in the morning, wouldn't it? Peace!